Welcome again to The Entrepreneur's Advisor, the business podcast built for entrepreneurs and business owners. Join your host, Chip Schweiger, and his guests as they talk about proven strategies that can help you level up your company to go from seven figures to eight and from eight figures to nine. If you're a business owner, investor, or industry insider looking for actionable tips to make more money, improve profits, and increase the value of your business, you're in the right place. And now, once again, your host, Chip Schweiger. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur's Advisor Podcast, the podcast where you get one actionable tip each week to increase the value of your business. Say, if you're a new listener, a very warm welcome to what we think is quickly becoming one of the best business podcasts for entrepreneurs. And if you're a regular listener and subscriber, thanks for joining us again this week. Really happy that you're here. So I'm your host, Chip Schwager, and to set the table for the new listeners, I'm a 27-year veteran of public accounting and corporate finance, where I've helped some of the largest companies in America grow. But my real passion is in helping entrepreneurs and business owners like you. You know, the great thing about entrepreneurs is that you're constantly evolving and embracing necessary change for the betterment of your organizations. And as seasoned growth consultants and coaches, we're no different. So before we get started this week, I wanted to once again connect the dots one last time. We recently rebranded both this podcast and the growth advisory firm I founded. If you used to listen to and enjoy the Entrepreneur's Accountant podcast, you're still in the right place. We changed our firm name, changed our logo, and refreshed our value proposition to broaden our focus to entrepreneurs and business owners like you. We also renamed this podcast to the Entrepreneur's Advisor Podcast because we do a whole lot more than just accounting. In fact, the new name represents the time-honored vision our clients possess to grow their businesses in true entrepreneurial style. Whether you want to exit your business in the near future or continue to run your company with more freedom, our experienced advice can help you achieve your goals. Now, new is fun and exciting, but change can also sometimes be uncomfortable. So I want to assure you in clear terms that what hasn't changed at all is our commitment to the growth of your business. In fact, that passion is strengthened by our rebranding. Okay, with that cleared up, let's pivot to a really important topic for virtually every business, and that's the question of why businesses fail. Yep, you heard that right. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the three most common reasons why a business will fail and how to fix each of them. Now, there's a lot of reasons businesses fail. Some of them are due to poor management, not being in a definable niche, or just plain dumb luck. And while these circumstances are frustrating, a lot of times they're unavoidable. At the same time, there are common themes we see from failed businesses that come up time and time again and have not much really to do with management style or with luck. And the good news is that once they're identified, they're straightforward to address, and doing so can put you and your company on the path to success. And the trick is there are things that you can do right now to improve your chances of creating a sustainable business that lasts for the long haul. So enough about the teasing part of the episode. Let's get to it and talk about the three main reason businesses fail. And our number one reason is actually the most common, and that's running out of money. I mean, it seems obvious on the surface, right? Well, We've all heard the adage of cash is king, which is absolutely true. 
But to put a finer point on it, I've seen businesses that have profitability but no cash flow, and they have been quickly out of business. And if you have adequate cash flow, even without profitability, you can last virtually forever. So cash flow really is that important. But how do companies get themselves into a cash crunch? Well, most commonly it's because they have no cash flow projections or cash budget. While many businesses plan for revenues and profits, a lot of times they don't do a great job of assuring sufficient cash flow. A cash flow statement completes the income statement and the balance sheet as the three essential financial management tools for any business. Every business should have a comprehensive cash flow budget that defines how much cash will be available from financing sources and operations, how much will be needed for operations, and how much will be required for non-income statement activities such as expansion, infrastructure, investments in inventory, and investments in longer-term assets. The business should also understand the sources and uses of cash and the levers to improve cash flow, such as decreasing the days it takes to collect your receivables, increasing payables, improving financing sources and terms, and eliminating unnecessary or unprofitable cash outlays. At the same time, business owners should challenge these assumptions because most businesses tend to severely underestimate how much cash flows out of the business and how long it takes to recover that cash. A second issue we see in this cash flow challenge of having enough money to continue to run is being a rapidly growing business. Now, we've talked before about the value of growth, but that needs to be sustainable growth. Rapidly growing businesses are much more likely than slower growth companies to run out of cash. Cash flow needs increase with growth rates. That's because the business needs to hire new people, increase marketing, invest in production capacity, order more inventory, and make other expenditures to keep up with demand. The smart business owner will slow growth if required to balance capacity, cash flow, and demand. And the third place where you're likely to see cash crunch issues is with early stage companies, with startups. Why? Well, they often receive only partial funding from investors who will provide more cash pending certain milestones. At the same time, most entrepreneurs underestimate the time to cash flow and cash flow required in the business by as much as 100 or 200%. Owners of early stage companies need to be skilled at finding sources of cash and in projecting cash flow accurately. Now, if you want to fix this, be sure to budget cash flow and have continuous conversations about the status of current cash flow, of projected needs, and of anticipated cash outlays required. Ways to generate additional cash and ongoing targets are also great places to have discussions. Second, secure sources of cash well before the cash is needed. Cash comes much less expensively and freely when the business owner doesn't need it. Once a business owner needs cash, he or she either has to pay a premium or finds that the business metrics don't justify an investment or a loan. And as tricky as lending can be as interest rates are rising, it makes sense to have to only do it once. Third, put controls in place to avoid unnecessary uses of cash. The most successful entrepreneurs treat loose change as though it weighs as much as a manhole cover. The business is more likely to conserve cash if strict controls, including on the CEO, are in place to avoid missing the cash flow plan. For instance, have a clear agreement that expenditures over a certain limit must be discussed by the board or the entire leadership team. 
Finally, have someone on your team, either a CFO or a controller, who can hold the leadership team accountable for managing cash and provide a much-needed objective look at when exceptions to the cash flow budget are appropriate and when they're not. The bottom line, if you intend to stay in business, do not run out of cash or sources of financing. Okay, the second reason businesses go out of business is because the owner is too caught up in the middle of the business to be able to think strategically. They get distracted and they get off strategy. Think about it. If the pandemic forced you back into the weeds of your business, you're not alone. Many business owners found themselves again doing tasks that they haven't done in many years because they may had to have laid off frontline staff or the employees have fallen ill or caring for someone in need. Or right now, it's just so tough to find good employees. But being back in the middle of your business is neither healthy for you nor good for your business long term. Personally, it's a recipe for burnout and professionally, your business will be less valuable with you doing all the work. And I really think now is an excellent opportunity to retool your company so that it can start running without you again. So these three steps should help. Step number one, sell less stuff to more people. Most companies become too dependent on their owner because they offer too many products and services. With such a full breadth of offerings, it's hard to find and train employees that can deliver. The secret is to pick something that makes you unique and focus on finding more customers, not more things to sell. Step number two is systemize it. So next, focus on creating systems and procedures for employees to follow so that you don't have to be the one that does it all. And step number three is outsource it. Consider outsourcing what you're not very good at. We've talked before that some of the most successful entrepreneurs are those folks who outsource many of the business's functions from warehousing to packaging to fulfillment so that they and their team can focus on selling and on executing strategy. It's natural for a leader to step in during a crisis, but it's not sustainable for the long term. Pull yourself out of the doing and you'll build a valuable company for the long term that's a lot less stressful to run along the way. So sell less stuff to more people, systemize your business, and then outsource the low value things. And finally, the third common reason businesses fail is not adjusting to market demands. And look, Anytime we talk about market demands, we've got to look at Blockbuster, which is a reminder was, uh, if, I'm not even sure if they're still in business, but was a former provider of movies and video game rental services. Now at its peak, Blockbuster employed 84,000 people worldwide and had over 9,000 outlets. Their quantity and variety of titles meant that they were head and shoulders above most other rental stores. But the rise of Netflix and on-demand streaming meant that Blockbuster's business model needed to change. But unfortunately, it didn't. Blockbuster didn't change with the times by adapting a trend which would ultimately prove to be its downfall. In MySpace is another example of what happens when a company fails to adjust to market trends. Now, personally, I was never a massive fan of MySpace, but I can see why people were. MySpace was the largest social networking site in the world between 2004 and 2009, surpassing Google in 2006 as the most visited website in America. Many musicians found fame through MySpace, including Arctic Monkeys and Sean Kingston and Lily Allen. But when Facebook climbed into the ring with better user experience and the ability to help people to connect through more than just music, which was really what MySpace basically had turned into with bands and artists uploading their songs and mixtapes nonstop. With Facebook, users were able to connect with their friends, both current and past, through hobbies and interests in common. 
something which has contributed to them now becoming a social networking giant with over 2 billion monthly active users. So how can you avoid the same or similar fate as Blockbuster or MySpace with your business? Well, keep an eye on where your industry is headed and likely to be headed in the near and intermediate future and be nimble enough to adjust and adapt. You might look at how shipping and distribution interruptions will continue to plague your industry regarding supplies produced in foreign countries and come up with a strategy to mitigate those impacts. As the saying goes, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always gotten. Great if things are going your way, but once the market changes, you could be caught flat-footed and put the future of your business at risk. So, while failure is the one thing that a lot of businesses try to avoid, prevention and mitigation is easy if business owners have the foresight to prepare and develop a good strategy before setting up their businesses and while operating their businesses. You can reach your full potential if you know, understand, and apply these concepts. If you commit yourself to understanding these facts, you'll be creating the best scenario for success of your business. Okay, if you want to learn more about any of the tips or tricks of creating a valuable business, whether it's this episode or any of the past ones, just drop us a note at vistiumgrowth.com forward slash podcast, or you can send me an email at chip at vistiumgrowth.com. And also one last reminder, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter, and all of them are at Vistium Growth. So let's connect. And with that, we're done with this week. Hope you'll join us again next week. And until then, we'll see you. You've been listening to The Entrepreneur's Advisor, the podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and investors. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast. It's easy to do so by clicking on that subscribe button or follow button. And you can also visit us on the web at www.vistiumgrowth.com forward slash podcast. That's V-I-S-T-I-U-M growth.com. We'll catch you in the next episode. And thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur's Advisor Podcast.